with chocolate treats mixed into dark chocolate ice cream, the Tillamook Chocolate Collection is a chocolate game changer because the thing that pairs best with chocolate is more chocolate. Tillamook Chocolate Collection Ice Cream. Extraordinary dairy. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. another episode of Killing Time hosted by two girls, one goth. And today is May 13th. It's a day before my birthday. And listen, I hate birthdays in general. I hate my birthday. I try not to celebrate it, but I don't know. The second episode of Killing Time just coincides with my birthday. We might as well make it some sort of a mini celebration, aka any excuse to have a drink with you too. Absolutely. And we are going to lean in to this day yes. <laughs> in honor, Jack, in all the ways we never thought we could, but we actually can, especially since we're recording in person. I know. I have to make note that we are all vaxxed. I don't know if we mentioned that last week, oh, but yes. we are completely vaxxed. Yes. We're all together. We also have been like three of the most careful people when it came to COVID. Hypervigilant. Yeah. That we were each other's bubble. We didn't see many people outside of your working, my parents. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that was the, you guys are the only people I've seen in the last year. 100%. Up until recently. Totally. Yes. So uh, it's great to fucking record in person and to celebrate, I guess, my birthday. Happy <laughs> being alive day, yes. Jacqueline. It's really a celebration for your mother, May, who I love dearly. Um Miss you, May. I know you're listening because you listen to all of Jack's projects. Yes. I wish my mom listened to our podcast. Seriously. But she doesn't. <laughs> we know May is so into Jack. We I've never seen the devotion of a mother to a daughter the way that May is. Daughter. Daughter. A daughter. She, Philly, that was good. Uh-huh. That, that my was Long great. Island accent's coming through. I, I love having you come out. Okay, well, you know what? It wouldn't be a first degree episode if we didn't get into the day. So, Billy, what? Day is it Tuesday? Dark right. days. Dark this, days. This is a dark day. We're going dark. May 13th, 1981, Pope John Paul II was shot Ooh. in St. Peter's Square in Rome in front of 20,000 worshipers. Holy shit. Yes. And, you know, he was the first Polish pope and he broke, there was a 450 year uh, tradition of having Italian popes. And he was shot in his abdomen. He was shot in his left hand. Uh, a few other people were shot. And a 23-year-old guy, was a Turkish citizen named Mehmet Ali Agka, was arrested. And he was part of this like right-wing Turkish nationalist organization called the Grey Wolves. But just days after the Pope recovered, he, the, the Pope, Pope Paul, literally practiced what he preached and he forgave the man. And uh, 
And in 2000, Pope Paul actually requested that the man who shot him be pardoned. So when you say that the Pope requested that this guy be pardoned, are we saying, is this in an official capacity? Is this a courtroom or is this under God he's pardoned? No, he's trying to say, let this guy out. Right. And they corresponded. And... Via you know, prison what, letter or via, whatever? Via, via, I believe they actually met in person at one point. And when you're looking at Mehmet and Pope Paul, you know, it, it was very much Pope Paul was practicing what he would pre- he was preaching. Forgiveness. Preaching forgiveness, yeah. Do we know why the perpetrator shot the Pope? Yeah, he was part of this sort of right-wing Turkish nationalist organization type of thing called the Grey Wolves, whatever that, you know... Um, so it was Whatever some sort is. of yeah. uh, radicalization that exactly. occurred. Exactly. Got it. Yes. We'll see a lot of that today. So yeah. We do. And we're going to revisit the idea of forgiveness in crime later on in this episode. All right. Well, before we do that, we have got some bitching to do. Please rise. Court is now in session. All rise. Call the first witness. How do you plead? Guilty or not guilty? All right, so this section is called On the Stand, and it's a time for us to bring our unpopular opinions or controversial stances on things or like a hill that we want to die on to the group. And then we're going to vote on is something guilty or not guilty at the very end. I love this because there's so many things that I've been ruminating on that I fucking hate that I have nowhere to like air my grievances. 100%. So who wants to go first? Billy, do you want to... Lead, lead the charge. Off. Yes, I'm going to lead a charge. I was driving around Ohio, and a song came on the radio. Oh, no. And it's a song that I actually really, really like. Okay. It's Wait, a- what radio station are you listening to? Are you listening to alternative? Are you listening to classical? I don't know. It was, it was local radio because... Mm. We did not, you know, buy the in the rental car. We did not buy Sirius or anything like that. Well, but usually, usually that is Christian or country. Yes, yeah. mm-hmm. this was "Let Her Cry" by Hootie and the Blowfish. Mm. Let me say this: it is a fantastic song. <laughs> and while I was listening to "Let Her Cry" by Hootie and the Blowfish, I was thinking this could be a Cure song. Okay, so. <laughs> Saying, let her cry if the tears fall down like rain. Let her sing if it eases all her pain. Let her go. Let her walk right out on me. And if the sun comes up tomorrow, let her be. That is a song right out of, you know, those lyrics are right out of the Cure discography. I don't know. It sounds like a Beatles song to me. <laughs> Just let, her like, let, be, let her be. Let her be. Let her be. Let her be. So, so wait, are you on this? Are you in defense? I, I of? am in defense of because listen, you know, one of those bands that it's kind of like Nickelback. People make fun of Nickelback. Everyone make, loves Nickelback. People make fun, I mean, people listen, make fun Nickelback of is fucking laughing all the way to, to the, the fucking bank. bank. Yes. They're so rich. So is Darius Rucker. Uh-huh. So and wait. Darius Rucker does those corporate gigs all the time. But what I'm talking about is that Let Her Cry is actually a cure song a neo goth song <laughs> so but what is your stance my stance is is that he is not guilty and the hootie and the blowfish are not guilty okay. of of being a punchline no one 
No. Yes. No, this is true. People okay. do think Hootie and the Bullfish is a punchline. I don't know why, but I will jump on board with this because Darius Rucker has transitioned into country music. Mm-hmm. He is an extremely successful and an extremely talented country music star. I fucking love him. His songs are incredible. So I am in support of this. I love that. Oh, do you have any thoughts, Alexis? Or she's just pouring herself an Aperol spritz. I'm pouring right more now. Aperol into my drink. No, uh, I'm with Billy in that the person he talked about with this song is like the Beatles. <laughs> and... <laughs> um, uh, I mean, uh, the passion that he says when he's like in the breakdown... When it goes, and then he goes, she went in the back to get high. I sat down on my couch and cried, yelling, oh, mama, please help me. Won't you hold my hand? Listen. Oh, my God. There was, I don't know if this is a meme I saw or just a post about how music has completely forgotten about the lyrics. Yes. Like, there are not many songs out in today's age where the lyrics fucking Oh, they just like kill you like they, they used stab to. stab you in the heart. They really don't. They really don't. Mm-hmm. And you look at old lyrics. I mean, even something as like innocuous as that song that you wouldn't have ever thought of when you actually listen to the lyrics of, it's pretty moving. I moved. Yeah. You know? All right. So verdict. Not guilty. Love Darius Rucker. Um, wait, you didn't want it to be able to. You didn't want it to be guilty? No, he's not guilty. Not guilty. <laughs> I yes. go with that. Yes. Uh. All right. And this is a call out to the cured Robert Smith. Please cover Let Her Cry by Hootie and the Bluefish. Oh, that would be a good cover. Awesome. I love that. I'm going to go next. So, Excellent. You know, in celebration of my birthday, on the stand today is the adult birthday week. Ooh. I am prosecuting it. I, like I said, I hate a birthday. They're just, it's its another day. I don't really, I don't like the attention on me, so I'd, I've never really understood the need for a birthday party and the presents and the whole, the whole thing, right? So I have a problem with adults that celebrate their birthday week. Sure. Because if you are an adult, we all have a bunch of shit to do. You know, we have Hell our jobs. A lot of people have kids. Responsibilities. They have responsibilities. Deadlines. Deadlines. Taxes. Husbands. Uh, In-laws. The uh, whole shebang. Your health. Your deteriorating health. Or your mental health. So to demand a whole week out of somebody's life Mm. to celebrate your day of birth, it seems like a lot. You know, you only, in my mind, if you're going to celebrate your birthday, I'll give you one meal. I'll give you a brunch. I'll give you a dinner. But that's about it. Yeah. I also have a problem with birthday gifts as an adult. Yeah. Anybody that demands a birthday gift as an adult, it really rubs me the wrong way. It's weird. If you, like in your soul, you find something. Alexis has done this for me many of times. She's she's seen a gift or she's seen something online. She's like, oh, Jack would really like this. Yeah. It really struck her. Yeah. To give as a gift. It's not always. It's not every year. This last Christmas, you gave Jared a gift without giving me a gift. Sorry, Team Jared. (laughs) But that's the thing. If a gift, if a gift comes to you, I also got no one else anything. I just got Jared a gift. But this also plays in her whole thing where people think me and Jared are together. It's a whole thing. There was a comment on the Facebook group about it. It was so good. But that's the thing. It's like if a gift strikes you. 
then I feel like it's good to give. Mm-hmm. I feel like the obligation, I hate, the obligation is my problem when it comes to birthdays yes. and gifts and stuff like that. Yeah. Like an adult should not feel obligated to another adult for some weird reason like that. Like if you feel like you should give somebody a gift, if you feel like you should celebrate them, great. But it shouldn't be this daunting thing, especially a birthday week. Okay. And the monetary aspect of that is not the problem. It's the time. It's the time. And that's the thing. It's like, I'll pay. I'd rather go to a dinner and pay a ridiculous amount of money and pay for a dinner than have to shop for a gift. Yeah. And like, that's the thing. Like the, the usually the dinner is the gift, right? Like that's fine. No, your presence is the gift. The presence is the present, if you will. It really is. It and is. Their presence is the present. But I love that about our friendship group. Like our friendship group really isn't based on that. We buy gifts when you see something and it strikes you. And that's when you should buy gifts. I mm-hmm. mean, we also, a all gift is a gift. It's not an obligation. Obligation. No, I do agree with that. When I see something, I'm just like, wow, you know what? Like, It makes you think of yeah, somebody. It makes you think of somebody. It's just like, I'm going to get that. Yeah. And that is the spirit of Christmas. <laughs> really when it comes down to it. But no, I'm saying it's like, that is the spirit of, yeah, yeah. The whole idea of like, okay, it's this person's birthday. You've got to get something right there. I agree with that, especially, you know what? And as somebody that was a uh, summer baby mm-hmm. who had his birthday on August 2nd and then no one would show to his birthday party because everybody was at camp. I don't, <laughs> oh my God. I don't, Jesus, Billy, stop with that. I because mine was December 2nd, <laughs> which is right after Thanksgiving okay, and everyone's all, out of town. No, no one's out of town Guys, December 2nd. it's my 2nd. birthday. <laughs> Make this about you, Billy. You know what? December second, really? Really? Yeah, no, December. Sh- December, December birthday second's sucks. brutal. No, nothing. That's the only thing worse than a December birthday is a January birthday. There's nothing. Yeah. Worse. Everyone spent all their money. Everybody in spent all their money. No, my dad's birthday just, is January fifteenth. Oh yeah. my god, nothing sucks more than the reason that. why. No. Like, if you ever want to throw a party at a catering hall, like throw it on like January seventh. Oh, absolutely. Anyway, <laughs> so anyways, birthday week, nobody deserves it. No, I don't care who you are. No, guilty. Guilty? Question mark? Right? Guilty. Wait, what was the actual? You're the worst. Birthday week, Alexis. Oh, guilty. Fuck that. Fuck that birthday week. Fuck you if you want your own birthday week. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's guilty as fuck. All right, Alexis, your turn. All right. Mine is um, less intense than last week. Elon Musk. I realize that was a layered topic. <laughs> what I'm talking about this week is a simple, simple common sense choice. So if you don't agree with that, questionable ethics and... Um, mental capacity but in your mask wearing phase in the Mm. pandemic we all have a mask we've Mm. all had to wear masks don't care how you feel about that we've had to Mm. I have made the choice where I wear a chain you have yes you've done this you've done the necklace it's what our grandmas do to our glasses to their glasses they put a little chain link on each side my mom mm-hmm. also does this it's with her so mask. you can wear yeah. it around your neck and mm-hmm. and you can put it on your face when you have it and you don't you're not like shoving it in a pocket or on your table it's gross to have a net mask on a table or in your pocket or, or lost worst case scenario and then you have to go home and get another one so i would do this thing where i was wearing a chain on my mask mm-hmm. and i heard very polarizing uh, you know, responses to it. And I was surprised that no one saw this mask in the same, saw this chain in the same value I did. So you're bringing to in defense of the chain on dis- in defense of the chain for the mask, the mask. you know, and I, and I will say watching Alexis with the chain, <laughs> I would be, I would be like, while we were, while we were shooting, I'd be like, 
Should I get traveling? A ch- should, I, should I get a chain? We were Did on she to make it look cool. She didn't make. She Billy? made it look functional. She made it look functional. No, we'd be on the plane, right? And you have to eat a snack mm-hmm. and then put your mask back on. Yeah. And it was like, you lose your mask if you yeah. take it off when you're on the plane. Like, it falls between the seats. It just is so convenient to have this connected to your yeah. body. And in fact, I saw Kendall Jenner mm-hmm. utilizing such a chain mm-hmm. on her mm-hmm. Instagram. Oh, oh. Okay. So that was after I made it cool. But oh. she also gave a Pepsi oh. to people and then they stopped protesting. So that was good. Billy, we're talking about the chain. <laughs> we're talking about the chain. Alexis is a trailblazer. She is. I love that so much. It's not so like my mom I- has been wearing the right. chain on her mask for so long. Hear me out. Hear me out. Women have been wearing the chain on their glasses for quite a long time. No, it's not a new it's not a new thing no. whatsoever. No, but it's disparaged and I'm here to change that. Okay. Well, yes. the fact is that once people are going to get on board with it, all of the mask mandates are going to be lifted and we're not going to have to wear masks anymore. Uh, I appreciate your positive outlook. <laughs> that being said, <laughs> I would prepare for the worst. <laughs> expect the best. Yeah. I'm really I'm really shooting for the stars yeah, right now. Expect to be wearing that mask and if for you're going to be wearing that God mask. Damn it. Sorry. Yes. Put on that that chain. I, and it could be a cool chain too. Dude, like, like I the, have several. One is like chain, like chain link. Yeah. One is like got like it's got a Bollywood vibe. It has like little uh, iridescent mm-hmm. circles with like a very tight chain. So you you match the chain to the outfit to the vibe. Listen, I support it for you. Thank you. I support it for my mom because my mom <laughs> is a very staunch mask wearer. wearer. Like she needs she needs to double she's double vax but she needs to double mask on double top of the mask, double, vax. double vax. And also sanitize every single thing that comes in her hands. All the things. However, for a normal person, like I I can put the mask in a pocket. I can put what? it in my purse. No. It's fine. I will not lose it. You're a very you lose things. Ooh. So I'm going to say mask chains, guilty. Uh, <laughs> not Billy. Guilty. Not guilty. I'm, I'm going to do them. Mistrial. Oh. We're breaking it back in a later episode. <laughs> mistrial. What? Why not guilty? Thank you. Not guilty because it's it's functional. It and is I, functional. And I, and I see her, her doing it's functional. And I've actually been a little jealous. Okay. Um, I just don't think it's necessary. Billy's saying it's it's because Kendall gendered. Kendall Jenner did it. <laughs> Thank you, That's Kendall. But I do, I do drink Pepsi because of Kendall Jenner. Okay. Okay. So when we come back, Billy is taking us back in time for a true crime rewind. When I was growing up, I took French in high school, but I could never get the language to stick. I wanted to be fluent so bad, but it never happened. I just couldn't focus and I couldn't practice enough and it didn't work. But thankfully, there's Rosetta Stone, which is the most trusted language learning program, and it's available on desktop, or it can be used as an app on your phone or tablet. Rosetta Stone is different. It immerses you in so many ways, and with its intuitive process, you can pick up any language naturally, first with words, then phrases, and then sentences, and before you know it, boom, conversations. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the first-degree listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com first. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. 
Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash first today. Okay, so it comes as no surprise that I have absolutely no idea how to cook. I don't want to learn how to cook. It's not really my thing. But when I tried Factor meals, it was a freaking game changer. So Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. Yeah, two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. So the first time I tried Factor meals, I was actually blown away because I'm like, that's it. That That's all it is. Two minutes and the meals are so delicious. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every single week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. And you can treat yourself to restaurant quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, ooh, fancy, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Like I said, they're so easy to prepare. I love them. So head to factormeals.com slash degree50 and use code degree50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code degree50 at factorymeals.com slash degree50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. It's almost summer and the best and most sustainable way to shop for a new season is on therealreal.com. The Real Real is the largest and most trusted source for authenticated luxury resale. It's the only place you'll find brands like Hermes, Cartier, Prada, Dior, Staud, Zimmerman, Jacquemus, and more for up to 90% off retail. 10,000 plus new arrivals land every single day from hundreds of brands you love, all authenticated by a team of in-house experts. Whether it's that perfect wedding guest look, a new summer sandal, an updated beach tote, resort wear for your summer vacation, you're bound to find exactly what you're looking for, plus deals you won't get anywhere else on therealreal.com. Visit therealreal.com and use code FIRST at checkout for 20% off. Terms apply. True crime. Yeah, it's rewind time. And that brings us to our true crime rewind topic, and it relates to the day. I'm talking about forgiveness. Mm. 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 Challenging for all involved. Yes. <laughs> now, the, the Pope was able to forgive his would-be assassin. And the dictionary defines forgiveness as to stop feeling angry or resentful towards someone for an offense, flaw, or mistake. Uh-huh. <sighs> Have we all dealt with this in the past? I mean... Forgiveness is a hard one, right? I feel like everybody deals with it completely differently. Mm -hmm. Are you hard-headed? Are you not? Mm -hmm. Do you hold on to grudges? Uh I feel like everybody deals with it differently. How do you deal with it, Alexis? Not well. (laughs) Not well. Where I'm a super sweet... I'm very nice. But if you fuck me... Um, it's, I'm very hard to forgive. I'm very hard to like get over it. I'm, I have like a jealous streak. I have, uh, sp- uh, I, go- I, I don't let go of grudges. I have this like grudge streak. Mm. Um, I'm super authentic about it because it's like, well, I don't know. I, maybe certain people have the luxury of not having to have grudges. Not That's you. not me. <laughs> nope. Um, don't fuck it. me. I see it well, spewing Jack, in your you brain. Well, Jack, you know me. I don't I do fuck my friends over. No. I really don't. So I'm a good friend. I'm a good family member. I'm a good partner. So if you fuck me, mm. like if you, Jack, were a friend who fucked me over, which you would never. I mean, we've been friends for 
15 years almost. Yeah. But it doesn't happen a lot. But if someone fucked me over, it would not go well for them. Yeah. It's like, I don't get fucked over. I don't fuck people over. But if they did, it's like, oh, shit. I, I, my brain would explode with trying to process it. And it probably wouldn't end well. I am the same. Very similar in the fact that, uh, and I've dealt with a situation recently where somebody has done me wrong. And I'm like, I have not. Ooh. Who I have Who? not had to deal with this in a very long time because Same. I don't have people around me that treat me bad. And I'm the type of person that I'm not much of a forgiver. It depends on what the offense is, but I'm not much of a forgiver. I'm more of a cut out the fucking losses. I don't hold a grudge because I don't like keep people keeping people in my life that have done me wrong. It's kind of more like a switch has flipped. You've done the thing and now you're cut out of my life. And then that's kind of what it is. And then I move on with my life. I'm not a holding on to grudges, letting it affect me. Like with, if it was an ex partner lurking in Instagram, trying to like plot revenge, like one of those kind of things. Or it's even more talk a, through it more. You, you, you're similar to me. You're just like, mm, I'm good. I'm yeah, closing I'm the book on this. Also, it's like, I think it, it comes to like the kind of people you have in your life. If yeah. you have a good, you know, uh, round of people in your life you have good friends you have good family you don't need to hold on to somebody so hard that is not treating you the way that you should be treated whether that be a partner a friend uh a a business partner whatever it is so 100 percent. how do you deal with forgiveness i'm gonna ask you ladies though what happens when it comes down to murder what in what context (laughs) well we're talking about murder we're talking about somebody that has you know we're talking about the pope i mean the fact that if a friend did me wrong i wouldn't forgive them i do not think yeah (laughs) no my feelings on murder and that's why i get baffled by our jobs in in the true crime space i get baffled by prosecutors judges defense attorneys jobs trying to uh quantify the type of punishment someone should have for taking a life which you could not fucking begin to imagine what that life or who that life could have impacted it's impossible from a philosophical standpoint yeah like trying to understand how i should punish someone for taking this life okay what if that life was benjamin franklin what if that life was barack obama what if that life was george floyd like you can't quantify the kind of impact any life will have on society and then trying to most of it i'm, I'm talking specifically from like a civil suit standpoint mm-hmm. right like i'm gonna sue you for wrongful for death X amount of money yeah how you quantify the most ambitious of lives any of the three of us or or but also how could you quantify somebody's life over another person's life like that's also comparing two people's lives and which is more valuable is fucking insane as well it's disgusting and awful and uh the the listen i'll get on to this topic but look at europe right they don't punish people for murder the same way they do in the US. Yeah. In Europe, their rehabilitation rate is like a lot better. Mm-hmm. And uh, they get like 10 years, six years, 15 years for like crazy murders and shit. And they reintegrate back into society. But like the That's loss, so- the loss That's is insane. so huge. Like, you know, if anyone listening, if you had someone murdered, like the loss is life ruining for several yeah, people. It's insurmountable connect- for sure. And it's just like, for, you can't, ever begin to punish someone for what they took. Yeah. So I want to talk to you about 
the Manson girls when it comes to forgiveness and when it comes to parole. Because we know that the Manson murders happened 50 years ago, and the women who took place in the Manson murders are still up for parole many times. Right. They've gotten parole, and the governor has actually said, no, you can't have it. You can't get out. Particularly Leslie Van Houten. So what do you guys think of Leslie Van Houten? Now, she was with the Manson crew, not at the Tate House, but at the LaBianca House. She actually held down uh, Rosemary LaBianca. She stabbed her, apparently, um, but she said that she was already dead when she stabbed her. She went to trial. She was the youngest woman uh, condemned to death. The death penalty was reversed in California. She's been recommended for parole for four times, blocked each time by the governor, most recently in November of 2020. She was 19 when she did this. She claimed that she was under the influence of LSD and obviously under the influence of Manson, who controlled what they ate, what they, how many drugs they took. Should she be let out? I'll start. I say hard no. Um, I'm very sorry for her that the um, climate of the 1960s, 1970s created this atmosphere where she felt rebellious enough to cling to a psychopath and, and do whatever he said. And I'm just, I'm sorry, if you're going to hold down a woman being stabbed who's already dead, like, I think that says something about you, like your ability to do that. Do we also know if she was actually really dead or if she was just saying that she was really it, dead? It goes, saying, a woman being and alive forth. and stabbed or her being dead. No, but that's what I'm saying. It's like you're now you're changing the story sure. to fit your narrative. Mm-hmm. Irrelevant, right? Like, I don't have the stomach to do either. Fuck no. At any age in my life. So I'm just like, I'm sorry. If you can get there, you deserve to be locked up. You Like... If you can get there, if you're like, mm, someone's dying, I'm holding them. Someone's dead, I'm holding them. I, yeah. I agreed to this plan. You know, we may, have, we may have harsher sentences in the United States than we do elsewhere. That being said, um, I struggle with this because there were so many brutal murders of those who were very innocent. And I'm sorry you were 19 your uh, array of choices led you there and you fucking helped murder innocent people. And it's not like, Ooh, I poisoned them. Vicious stabbings you witnessed. I, I struggle to see the like, yeah. the very forgiveness out of back here. It's not a passive, uh, not passive is a great yeah. way to put it. It's bystander kind of thing. Yeah. You were involved. Yeah. Yeah. I, and every, you know, it seems like I mean, four times the parole board, has looked at this woman who seems like a sweet old woman 50 years on and they've said yeah she let's let's let her out of jail and then the governor each time has said no she's not getting out of jail just like hard no nope no way but listen some of it could be political but that's also okay sometimes listen you get caught in the crosshairs the whole idea of our justice system is like are they precedent setting cases are they you know cases that in hindsight you have to have people stand by and I think this is one of them. It's like Charles Manson. A lot of people think he's a serial killer. He's never actually killed anyone himself. Yeah. He's commanded people well, to do it. He he, he might have killed uh, Shorty Donald Shorty Shea, who was a guy that actually um, dropped dime on them, and that's the reason why they did the raid at the at the place in the first place. But he was, <clears throat> you know, you're right though. He was he did not kill anybody at the Tate or the LaBianca House. Well, that's the thing. It's like everybody 
that is not extremely familiar with the case thinks that he killed all of these people himself. Right. And it's like, yeah, we can't always look to the definitions of these crimes to decide whether or how to condemn people. But, you know, uh, he commanded people to commit these very heinous, bloody, brutal, painful, suffering murders. But the whole Charles Manson aspect is moot, really. We're talking about Leslie Van Houston or whatever her name is. Houghton, yes. Sure. (laughs) Close enough. Leslie Van whatever. She wants forgiveness. But from a philosophical standpoint, it's like, that's not really up to us. Um, No, and and it's up to, at the end of the day, you like to look at the family. Yeah. And the family of Sharon Tate has, even though she wasn't involved in the Sharon Tate uh, murders, like Deborah Tate has said, no way. You know, so, and it was that whole cabal of people. So if they're saying that, I got to I got to agree and say you're not getting out. You don't get to fucking kill people and take everything they could ever do, everything they would have ever done, everything their children would have ever done. Like the magnitude and the philosophical aspects of like what you take is just like yeah. stay well, the fuck in tr- jail. I'm trying to excuse your behavior for X Y and Z. Like there's always going to be a, an excuse for somebody for some reason, yeah. right? You can always find it. So, it's at the end of the day that doesn't replace what you have what loss you have caused at the end of the day. So it's not only that with the world loss, with their family's loss, like yeah. the implications and the butterfly effects of those losses are, are ever to be imagined, you know? And I think we can't forgive no. for that. You should no. never be forgiven. No, You can live with it. You shouldn't be forgiven for it. No. So on the topic of forgiveness, we want you to think about the worst thing that you've ever done. <gasps> Would you forgive yourself? No. so come back after this message and you can decide for yourself seeking the truth never gets old introducing june's journey the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery join june parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. You ever meet someone who seems kind of off? Whether it's a creepy neighbor or random phone number that keeps calling you, Truthfinder has you covered. You can search for people by name, address, phone number, email, and more. Truthfinder can be especially helpful for running confidential background checks on anyone you're planning to meet from online dating apps. Go to truthfinder.com slash podcasts for a special offer. That's truthfinder.com slash podcasts to access your special offer today. You are a horrible person. What's the worst thing you've ever done? We are back and we are delving into the worst things you have all ever done. And we sent out a call to action. We're going to send out another call to action. We want you guys to call us and email us. But, but most mostly importantly, call us. Mostly call us. You can email us if you're going to send us a voice memo. We want to hear your voices. We want to hear in your own words the worst things you guys have ever done. So you can send us a voice note to the worst thing at the first degree podcast.com or, or ideally... You'll leave us a voicemail at 323-539-3516. Voicemails are key 
best case scenarios for us. So please do that if if you're so willing. And listen, I know that some people are scared to leave a voicemail or a voice note. So if you must and if your story is this good, you can write us. Also, leave, write us, us. leave a fake name. Disguise your voice. Put on a fake mustache. Let your voice and your sweet, sweet story be muffled through said mustache. Lie about who you are. If you did the bad thing that you've apparently done, you can lie about this. And listen, if you feel so bad about the thing that you've done that you need your voice to be changed or altered, we will do that. Just leave us a little voice note. And if that's the case, you should also look inward. But anyways, <laughs> we're gonna move we're gonna move past this and we're gonna play you. We have a voicemail that was left for us. We're gonna play that for you and we're all gonna uh, deconstruct that together. Great. Stand by. Hi, my name is and I'm calling to tell you an hilarious story, and I'm glad you're accepting the voicemail. About 26 years ago, I was single, and I was dating this guy. His name is Bruce, um, extremely intelligent, um, weighed a, made a lot more money than I did at the time, and he kind of spoiled me. But the thing is, he would take me to these beautiful dinners, and he would take me to the theater and do all these things, but he never would sleep with me. And so the night of my 26th birthday, he took me out to this nice dinner with all of my friends and he took me back to this place and we're on his couch and he had poured me a glass of wine he didn't drink. So I'm very drunk and I go in to kiss him and he pulls back and he says, I think that you're want to have sex with me. And I'm like, yeah. And he says, you know what? I'm just not really into you. I care about you, but you can have sex with anyone you can only make love with a few and you know fast forward he was 100 percent right we just didn't have chemistry but it didn't matter uh, my ego was hurt i had to sleep off the alcohol and the next day i go to work and then that evening i had a show I, I performed community theater and afterwards my girlfriend and i go to the bar and we're drinking and i get really really drunk and this is where the important part happens well the embarrassing part is that i make a phone call and I am calling Bruce, but I am drunk. Do not let your friends drunk dial. So I call up the phone and it goes to voicemail. And I say, Bruce, I just want to tell you that you're fucking quick. And that I'm beautiful and you didn't know what you had. And I just on the phone. So fast forward. Weeks go by, and I realize I probably shouldn't have done that, but he didn't call me back, so I figured he got the the hint. And I'm crossing the parking lot towards my car, and I see Bruce in the distance, and um, he's waving to me. And I'm a little nervous, and I'm thinking, okay, he's going to address the phone call. And he's like, hey, Michelle, I haven't seen you. I actually flew back to Seattle, too. Uh, you know, take care of some business stuff. But um, I just want to let you know that you still have a box of stuff at my house if you want to come by and get it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, I say to him, so you haven't been home for the last couple of weeks? He's like, no, no, no. I just I just flew in this afternoon and I'm going to go home. I'm like, great. And then I start to sweat as I'm walking back to my car because I realize that he has probably not heard his voice now. I don't know if he was calling. I mean, this is a voicemail day, but you, think you could call and check your voicemails, but I don't think he did. And in fact, I know he didn't because I get a phone call that evening when I get home and it's him saying, hey, got your message. Um, why don't you come by my work and pick up your box of stuff? So yeah, humiliated. Here's the thing. 
Bruce is a really nice guy. And about 10 years ago, he found me on Facebook and we reconnected. We're still friends. Bruce is a bajillionaire now and he's married to the person he should be married to. And I'm married to the person I should be married to. And so it all ended well, but please do not let your friends drunk dial. But I guess in modern days, it would be drunk text. Do not let your friends drunk text or call your friends. Okay. Love you guys. Bye. Oh, oh. <laughs> we're going to call our beautiful anonymous caller. We're going to call her M. M. <laughs> Wait, by the way, M did leave us her first and last name not only once, but twice. Yes. And M, we have your back, so we're not going to out you in that way. Also, what you did was not bad yeah. because, you know, sometimes the person is not the person, your person. Yeah. And I know you said you're married now, but you did mention how Bruce is now a bajillionaire. Maybe a bajillionaire. <laughs> that has to hurt. Um, I mean, but listen, I stand by M's decision. You know, when yes. you got to let somebody know what they're missing out on. Mm-hmm. I don't care how drunk you are. You're just speaking your truth. In vino veritas. Totally. In wine, there is truth, ah. is what Billy is saying. Yes. And you better believe I've had several of these calls. I'm not paraphrasing Michelle, but here's what I would say. I'd be like, motherfucker, <laughs> I am so good. I'm so hot. You fucked up, bro. Like, that's the kind of shit I would say drunkenly. Hypothetically. I haven't. Hypothetically. But I would if I felt I had been wronged in any sort of way. Yeah. Hypothetically, I would text something of the sort, maybe a little bit more aggressive to like five different people over the course of my life. Hypothetically, I would have done that. Hypothetically. But that's the thing. It's like, this was 26 years ago. There was no texting. Yes. It was all about leaving the message, leaving, leaving the, the voicemail. voicemail. I mean, how that's a full circle moment. And uh, I was thinking there is a Seinfeld episode that this is very similar to. Everything comes back to Seinfeld in these parts. Dude, mm-hmm. it's why we have a Costanza Sanza. It's why you've named me the George of your life. It's why mm-hmm. we have so many parallels to there Jerry so, Seinfeld. So the episode that this reminded me of, it was an episode where George was dating this girl and she wronged him in some way so he left this really shitty message on her answering machine and this is where I thought the story was going to go where he went and he was like I gotta switch out the answering machine I gotta switch out the tape because back in the day when there was a tape you could physically switch out the tapes absolutely there was no unsend not that there's an unsend right now in text messages we wish there were. God, I would have been spared a lot of embarrassment. A lot of embarrassment. <laughs> but back in the day, there was an unsend, which, you know, consisted of you going and stealing somebody's property. But uh-huh. that is what happened in the Seinfeld episode. I literally, when we were listening to that story, I'm like on pins and needles being like, and then she went to his apartment with him and she switched out the tape before yeah. he saw it. And now they're married happily ever after on his fucking yacht somewhere. Honestly, Michelle, you also sound beautiful and happy. She so, sound happy. And, and you know, I think sharing this is indicative of how happy and removed from this whole thing that you are. Yeah, that's very true. Yep. You have also a nice voice. You should consider like voiceover or something. Mm-hmm. Maybe starting a podcast. I don't Maybe know. Maybe a podcast. Yeah. Call me. One of those things. Yeah. Um, I love this story. It's same. Same. I'm fucking here for it. Also, it reminds us it's like they don't all have to work out. You'll still find your person outside of that situation that was totally botched. They might turn into a billionaire, but you could one up them and make one billion more. So <laughs> it's really easy. Doesn't need to be a thing. Cool. So to expand upon our the worst thing you've ever done segment, 
again, we want to reiterate, we want the voice notes. We want voicemails. But we will take a very creatively crafted fucking email. Sure. Or just one where you want to die when you read it, which is what this is. (laughs) So I'm going to read this as we received it. I saw on Facebook how you want cringeworthy stories, and I've got one. Due to the work I am involved in, I'm not going to say what it is because I want to protect your identity. I do not want to put that publicly for Facebook to see. A couple of years ago, we were short-staffed on a weekend that I was scheduled to work. I was asked to stay back at a funeral home and catch walk-in families, calls, etc. Well, we had about four different families walk in within minutes of each other, and the phones were going nuts. Help the people in the order that they walked in. One of them being there to pick up their mother's cremated remains. Mm. Cremains is what they're called. They brought their urn elsewhere and asked me to put the cremains in that urn. Our funeral home policy is to not put cremains in any urn that the family didn't purchase from us. Oh, mm. so they brought an outside urn. It's like mm. a big Lebowski when he gets the yes. And it, it, there's an extension to this yeah. statement. We broke one years ago, and the family made us pay for it. Oh. Uh, yes. So due to that liability, we stopped doing this altogether. Since I was there by myself that day, no one would know that I took it upon myself to go ahead and do this. Going the extra mile and helping this family out. Oh, no. Good for you, girlfriend. Oh, no. I took the cremains and the urn back to the office and then got flustered when the phone kept ringing and more people kept walking in. It was a busy day. Mm. Busy day. Mm. Cremains abound. abound. And maybe half of their mom's cremated remains Spilled onto the floor. (laughs) Maybe more than half. Question mark, question mark, question mark. A carpeted floor. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. I could not pick it up. Mm. I did try, but to no avail. Then I got my shoe and rubbed the cremains into the carpet until it blended in. Wow. Where the naked eye would not see it. Oh, no. That's that's where we crossed over from an accident to... Mm, so she, uh, to the worst this thing you ever did. Brave yes. soul who is sharing with us, <laughs> and we commend you, by the way. She still works there. I cringe so hard every time I put myself back in that situation. Every time I walk into the office, I'm reminded that this woman's cremains are buried in this carpet. <laughs> Someone is missing half or more of oh their mother, God. and she is on the bottom of my shoe. Oh, oh my, my God! God. <laughs> And in the carpet. It's awful. And I pray I don't go to hell. Wow. Well, you know. Can I, can I start? Sure. Go, I mean, yeah, go I ahead. am I got speechless. I love you for this. And this is a mistake I would make and that I would try to bury because it's accidental. It's, yeah. it's rooted in anxiety and people pleasing and it's accidental. There's no malice here. And it turns into a bigger situation than it should have been because you didn't like cop to it. But there's no 
reason to cop to but it. But then if you cop to it, then what? It becomes a bigger problem. So you actually did the right thing. Mm. Like, oh, what are you going to tell this person? Assume your mom is in my carpet. No, you did the right thing. Here's what there's I, no way out of this. There okay. is no way. And it's all, you're right. It's there's it's no not malice. rooted in malice. How it's many rooted times, in an accident and then the fear that how, stemmed from there. How many times has anybody that's listening to this right now like accidentally knocked over a cup on a table? I mean, it's really the same kind I'm of so thing. flattered do you think that's the most benign thing I've done. I've done tons of accidental shit. No, I'm saying that's how accidental it was for her for accidentally oh, knocking oh, over the course. urn. Okay, of course. Okay, but why, you know what, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Um, you have this, these ashes on the carpet. Why sort of double down and just rub them in the carpet? Why, why not try to pull them? How? Wait, buy, a br- buy a brand new vacuum cleaner. That has nothing else in it, uh, and then suck them Billy, up, and then bring them in there. Billy, Why? because it, you have to involve a, your boss. You have to. It's it becomes a bigger problem, mm-hmm. and like I, I, and then I now don't. You're dis- also, like pulling up a bunch of you. junk in the carpet. Carpet is fucking disgusting. It's really disgusting. It's also symbolic. Ashes are symbolic. They're fucking dead. <laughs> it's symbolic. Mm. Like, oh, really? There's some spilt out. She's supposed to get a brand new vacuum cleaner on her. Funeral director, workers, sa- like, come on, Billy. No, sorry, up. listen, what's worse? You having half of a clean ash, mm. or is it worse to suck up a bunch of dirt, grime, bugs, junk, uh, disgusting shit from a carpet, and then add them to the ash? Clean All ash. Right. Well, clean let's, ash. <laughs> let's ask the uh, listener. Uh, yeah, please let us know. We'll do a poll on Instagram. Dude, I love this woman that she even remembers this and feels bad about it. I love her because it's... No, that is mortifying. It really is something that accident. you're like... It's an accident. But it's still mortifying. Oh, absolutely. But you know what? She's paying enough. She remembers every time she walks into work. Yeah. And, and the just... fact that she feels bad about it means she's an amazing person. Because most people... Most people... There are people out there who kill people without thinking about it. <laughs> she spills some people. inanimate ashes and feels terrible <laughs> about it. people are out there just murdering people. people. I'm saying, don't even I'm think saying about she it. feels bad about ashes, which means I she's mean, a good li- person. I, I, I would think that most people would feel bad about ashes. I mean, that it, as <laughs> symbolic as that is. Girl, we it love is. you. I will spill hella ashes in your defense. I mean, don't feel bad for not vacuuming it up like Billy said. Ignore this man who no. doesn't even own a vacuum. As I tell you, I've never seen Billy clean a thing in his all life. Right, first of all, I own a vacuum. I actually own two vacuums. So. Don't believe you. Two vacuums? That sounds like a lie that no. somebody with no vacuums would say. I have two vacuums. I have a floor vacuum and I have a little hand vacuum. Right. You know, there's no better way to end this episode than with the George Costanza of my life telling a little poem of sorts. So... We're ending with the Costanza stance. It's really just a way to look at your life. Okay. And you can interpret this any way you'd like. (laughs) Okay. Hi, my name is George. And most times, my body's engorged. Can't do a whole lot. Can't compose a thought. In my college diploma, it's forged. You ever meet someone who seems kind of off? Whether it's a creepy neighbor or random phone number that keeps calling you, Truthfinder has you covered. 
You can search for people by name, address, phone number, email, and more. TruthFinder can be especially helpful for running confidential background checks on anyone you're planning to meet from online dating apps. Go to truthfinder.com slash podcasts for a special offer. That's truthfinder.com slash podcasts to access your special offer today.